watch my mother miss out on her life all those could have been became her sacrifice hello 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 you are listening to i don't get it the pop culture get off my lawn cast the podcast in which two late 40s curmudgeons bravely and boldly stare down the prospect of their entertainment entertainment irrelevance. It's really not that hard a word to say, Bill. Not really. A little more coffee, folks. A little more coffee. Uh, Hopefully with an open mind. I am your co-host. My name is Noah Tarno. I'm the founder and the senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. And joining me on this adventure where every week we look at something new, hot, happening in the world of pop culture and even beyond sometimes, but we're sticking with pop culture this week. Right, Bill? Yeah. Uh, uh, Joining me here, my host, my co-host, this time and every time, say hello, Bill. For the first time. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to be here. It's a real change of pace. For the first time again. Uh, Yes, I am Bill Scurry, as Noah told you beforehand, and uh, I am from America Seas Enterprises. I have found it. I have proprieted it. And um, a lot of people don't know, though, that what it what it actually is, and I'm going to come clean. To, this is a Qatari-based, uh, fully incorporated financial offshore scheme, which actually remotely owns many of the most famous soccer clubs in the United Kingdom and all of the continent of Europe. Is that true? The Qataris secretly own a bunch of uh, uh, football teams. In, I think in the Qataris do. Uh, Emiratis do. Um, there's definitely Jesus. a lot of. Um, you know, the, the Saudi Arabian, the Fertile Crescent, right. not maybe not the Fertile Crescent, maybe that's not the right term. But yes, definitely. Uh, I don't know. I guess you think of Qatar and you think of the Emirates and maybe the Saudis. I don't think you really think of the Bahrainians, although my guess is that there probably are some financial schemes in Bahrain. It's hard to tell. Why don't they just have their own damn football teams? Well, because they're not come on, Manchester they're... United and like, uh, what is it, Arsenal? And these things are like right. some of the wealthiest things on earth. They're portfolio right, but pieces. But like, why don't these guys start their own teams, have them, you know, fight, play each other all over the Middle East, build up your own teams? Well, they got I mean, all, those, all the kids in those places like soccer, right? Don't, you know. Yeah. You, you tell me you can't get good football players from those countries? Hey, look, or is man, it too hot? You're asking the wrong guy. No, I mean, that's not true because everything they you're do— You're the expert on Middle I, East politics and soccer. Come on. Ge- the collision of geopolitics and sports as we know it today. I, there's a lot—that's not a joke. There's a lot to say about that. No, it's true. In fact, Qatar had the, the last World Cup, Qatar. and it was it was forecasted to be a fiasco. I mean, I think it actually went up— It was a—well, if you ask any of the homeless people who they murdered to make room for the yeah. uh, stadiums and clean up the streets— Wait, you're talking about Los, Ange- Los Angeles and Dodger Stadium? Is that what you're talking about? Really? Did that happen? Oh yeah, Chavez Ravine. That was a huge scandal in L.A. They oh, that was essentially that. a shanty town of Latino people. There were Mexican Americans who'd been there actually for generations. We're, we're starting off with happy stuff here, folks. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you know what? It, it, there's there's a lot written on Chavez Ravine. Believe me, you don't need me to go yeah. into it, but it's not. Anyway, good. anyway, anyway. So what we do on the show, we pick out something that's happening, and we try to make sense of it. And Bill, today's topic, we're we're, we're visiting perhaps an old friend. Someone who you know the name. Someone who emphasis has been, on emphasis on old. Uh, how how old is she? She's actually she's, this, enough, she's right? the same age as Janice. She's uh she's born in 1969, so she's uh, 54 okay. years old. Uh, Janice is is built. You just revealed your wife's age. Uh, everybody, everybody, to millions that. of strangers. Bill, how is she going to feel about that? That's, she shouldn't listen to uh, it. It's okay. Anyway, you know her as you know her by three letters in a period: J Lo, Jennifer Lopez. She's been a big star for more than 25 years now. 
But she's back, folks. She's back, baby, and bigger than ever. She has a new album, yes. Documentary in the works, yes. But accompanying the album, a film, I don't think it's technically a short, short film's got to be under 45 minutes, right? I mean, it's up for debate. What do you want to call it? But, you know, there actually is a term for what this has been called. A specific term is a visual album, if you want. Visual album. So it is an hour long. Doesn't mean anything. 10 minutes minutes of uh, bloopers and um, Practical jokes. (laughs) (laughs) And and Ed Ed McMahon and Dick Clark show up. Oh, I loved that show, man. It was a good show. Uh, Anyway, uh, 10 minutes of credits. It's accompanying her new album is called This Is Me Now. This Is Me Ellipsis Now, which I guess is a follow-up to an album from 20 years ago called This Is Me Then. Yes. Right? And uh, But the short film accompanies this. is The short film is called This Is Me Ellipsis Now, colon, A Love Story. It's Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo, uh, telling us all about her love life. Not really all about it, but little too impressionist to be all about it. Accompanied by some of the music from the new album and music video type vignettes and arguably a plot. So Bill, give us the real facts on This Is Me Now, a love story. Yeah, a love story. That's the important part. Because the album is called This Is Me Now, like you say, the movie is called. Without a love story, right. Yeah, no right. colon, no a love story. This yeah. Is Me Now, uh, Ali McGraw and Ryan O'Neill in love story is what a t- technical name of it is. <laughs> they actually, Well, they quote that. They quote in no, the movie, no, they, they quote that movie. No, they quote the they way quote the way story. the way we were. That's a different different reference. No, they also have that quote: uh, uh, "Being in love means never having to say you're sorry." No, Someone says that in this. I don't know. Fat Joe. Somebody said that. Fat Joe. I was half asleep when I watched this. So last fat. Night. I gotta say, he's kind of slim these days. I felt a little fat. Bad. Joe is now slim down Joe. Yeah. Also, his beard. I, he looks like Wooly Willie. He just there's something <laughs> weird about his beard. Maybe we should call him Fat he, Joe plays a therapist. What like, where did that come from? He should be called Ozempic Joe. That might be a better name <laughs> for him, you know? I don't know. You know, let's not mock the guy. The guy looks good. I, you know, I as did. a guy who traded on being fat, he looks healthy. How, whatever he looks he, good. However he got there. Is stomach staple Joe. I don't he's in good shape. That's all that matters. He Joe, looks good. He looks, Joseph he looks Antonio good. Cartagena. Cartagena. Right. Cartagena. Cartagena, probably. Yeah. All right, yes. Uh, let's yeah, get, anyway, let's get this ahead. train back on the target. So, yes, uh, uh, this is, a, you know, like Noah says, it's it's an album thing, visual album, movie, featurette, uh, extended uh, play playlist, a gatefold cover, a, 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 a what is it, like a double LP by Roger Dean, uh, like a brain salad surgery from Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. This is coinciding right. you, with... You always turn, you turn everything to ELP, it, my friend. It must be, it must be. Uh, this is uh, coinciding the release of uh, J-Lo's ninth studio album of the same name. And I did not realize this, her first in a decade. But really, why would I pay attention to that? Why would I Why would I have known that? <laughs> well, I have a point about that later, but no. continue. So this is directed by a man named Dave Myers, who really we won't know. Even people in film won't know because he's mostly a music video helmer to the stars. Uh, this Jennifer Lopez co-written feature is, let's put it bluntly, it is a vanity project. And I don't think that's a slur. I think that is in... in the like Barbara Streisand. That's what stars do. That's what that's what big level stars. What's what you get to do? Honestly, you there's a door that opens to you at a certain level of, of renown. You get to do vanity projects. We, we me and Noah can't do it, but this she can. 
And so <laughs> you maybe can't. You know. <laughs> Presumably this was inspired by if, if you see parallels to Beyonce's Lemonade and, and Taylor Swift's Red, uh, then you, you're probably not mistaken, uh, among other sources, although it's not limited to that kind of influence. Um, it scored to seven songs off her album. Uh, this semi-autobiographical story follows Jennifer Lopez, who's playing a character called, quote, The Artist. Never named Jennifer. No, no, actually just artist. Art. I believe that. Sorry, artist. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, in fixing my own the. So uh, this artist recounts a series of failed relationships through therapy sessions and like dreamscapes. And she's accused by her circle of friends, uh, these very highly typified weird people i guess they look like flunkies you or got toadies the gay or, guy you yeah. got the sassy black woman the other you, got, gay you got one guy. of each yeah, one, one of each uh, she's accused of being a love addict uh by a coterie of friends again this is a story that she herself wrote um and she finally reconciles uh whatever the fuck is going on with her life via this connection with a with an inner dream child or a dream inner child i couldn't quite figure out how to write that and it uses the framing device of this uh, Taino Puerto Rican folktale about an ancient star-crossed pair of lovers. One of them was turned by the gods into a red flower and one was turned into a hummingbird. Apparently they were going to spend the rest of eternity looking for each other. I never was, I couldn't find if that was bullshit, if that was something that she came up with for this, if that was a real thing. Oh, I, I assumed it was real. It's I don't not know. A real... I don't, no, I don't know. As I'm saying, I, I did not did go to Did you do confirm. a Google search? Uh, I did. And I didn't get much out of and it. And you came up, oh, I assumed it was real. Wow. It doesn't matter. It's okay. Sad if it's not. So the movie features cameo appearances from some actors you may have heard of, namely uh, Lopez's current husband. I missed the marriage part. I didn't realize that they sort of had a quickie marriage in Vegas last yeah, year. Yeah, she, she is now legally Jennifer Affleck. So there's this man named Benjamin Geza Affleck Bolt. Uh, I'm just hearing about now for the first time. Uh, in addition, like the, the aforementioned uh, Fats Joe, uh, Jane Fonda is in this Kiki Palmer Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, 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 there's a whole bunch of others I should also mention um, there is a very strange supernatural like numinous frame on this thing too where she's being observed by what they, what's called a zodiacal council yeah and basically a bunch of random celebrities each represents one of the signs of the zodiac it's a real random assemblage like yeah. how did she come up with this list it's very strange Jane Fonda Trevor Noah Neil deGrasse Tyson Kim Petras uh, Post Malone yeah it's very yeah. bizarre by the way I look up Alita and Taru the first thing that comes up is an article from Yale this is an existing full okay collection. good so, I, I, go. I, I, right. so you know the narrative um that is following us around. You may have heard this because this is actually how I learned about it is that she paid uh, uh, $20 million out of her own pocket. Um, she had to step in to finance this when it started going off the rails, uh, which is a big deal. I mean, that's kind of, I sort of assume that's the Vanity Project part. However, the happy ending about all this is that she's still doing business with Amazon Prime. They stepped in to buy it. It's got a home on the streamer. Also, Jennifer Lopez has a pre-existing relationship with Amazon because apparently she was in a movie called Mother, which was their best performing movie last year. Some movie that no human being has ever seen and yet it streamed crazy numbers last year. Well, it's just the way look, of the it's world. a dramatization of the Danzig song. So, you know, that's that's like printing money. Tell your children not to come my way. Yes. Right. <laughs> Hear my yes. words, what they mean, what they say. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and, you know, and they tack on some stuff about the Pink Floyd song and the, uh, yeah. the unbearable song from Side 2 of synchronicity by the police uh you know i i will agree with you but i still like that song that's a, that's a tough andy song the, the police song yeah 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 that's a tough it's one the worst song 
that they've I done. I love The Police. That's yeah. their worst song. I listen to it if it comes up. If I'm playing Synchronicity in the row, I will listen to it. Mm-hmm. I do, don't love okay. the song. It's again Andy. It's Andy being a hard on. I think is really what it comes down to. And they, they that's put, Andy singing and that's, that's Stuart. Yeah, that's Andy Stuart singing. singing. I, Andy wrote that song. Yeah. What oh, is it? Uh, okay. I, who is it? Uh, I can't remember. Miss Gradenko was Stewart's, and yeah, they each got one yeah, song. Miss Gradenko at least is a very tune-filled song. Stewart's great. You ever listen to Clark Kent, his solo project? I haven't, but I haven't really listened oh, to it. Oh, Clark Kent is great. We're yeah. talking about Stuart Copeland, the yeah, drummer no. of the police. We're going to get Listen back. to Clark yeah. Kent. All right. Great. Really good stuff. Stuart Copeland, man. Yeah. No, I, I Copeland's great. Anyways, you know, so. never, ever think the police were just stinging two dudes. No, they they were, all yeah. three of those guys are good. So anyway, Noah, what do you, uh, I made you, I brought this to the yeah. table. I thought that this yeah, was. Yeah, you did. No, valid topic. Yeah. Valid topic. Yeah. I mean, I, again, it's just like, this is the sort yeah. of fame comet hitting our atmosphere. Uh, what do you think of this? Yeah. Um, well, I, I've never really liked J-Lo. Um, and, you know, she first emerged about 25 years ago when I was working in music and celebrity journalism. So, you know, I, I was paying more attention to a lot of stuff then than I do now. Uh, she's definitely talented. She's got some star power. Um, she always struck me as one of those, I mean, she was never playing music for me, so I was never going to be a big fan. But she always struck me as one of these celebrities. And I, I've never been able to quantify why I get this from some celebrities and not from others, but she always seems like she's looking down on people. She always seems like she thinks she's better than everyone else. Um, again, I can't, the other person who strikes me that way always is Ricky Gervais. And I like some of Ricky Gervais's projects, but, but Ricky Gervais, some, all, he all but states that, you know, that's but there's just some celebrities that just, they have this way about them that I think that they, they think they're better than everyone else. And it's not just that, you know, being a huge star, I don't get that from, Two people we're going to probably compare J-Lo to a lot, Taylor Swift and certainly Beyonce. I don't get that from them. Uh, I thought the Jenny from the Block song was so pathetic. I mean, again, that's more than 20 years ago. Just like, oh, I'm a big A-list star and I have, you know, 8,000 Rolls Royces, but I'm Jenny from the Block. Like, shut the fuck. You know, I'm real. Like, every time a celebrity does that, it really strikes me as desperate and pathetic and sad. And like, you know, again, like you're so desperate to have something to prove. Um, but you know, it's funny, like I read this. So here's a quote from an an article about, they did a big profile recently of her in Variety talking about this movie and the album and all that. And I'm going to read a quote here. And I, this shocked me. It says, JLo has earned more than $1 billion in box office receipts. And that's just for her rom-coms. She now has a newsletter, 17.5 million TikTok watchers and a quarter billion Instagram followers. She sang at the Biden inauguration and at the 2020 Super Bowl, where she was famously forced to share the stage with Shakira. Now, that shocked me because I have barely thought about J-Lo in the last 20 years. I thought that she had faded away. I thought that she was not no longer a star, and I wouldn't have been surprised if she had a comeback. But like, I thought she was old news. I had no idea. She took a 10-year break from music, dude. I understand. But but apparently, she just pounced. 2020 Super Bowl, Biden inauguration like all these followers on social media, like it's funny because unlike Taylor Swift or Beyonce, you know, female divas, blah, blah, blah. You can't ignore Swift and Beyonce. Part of the reason right-wingers hate them so much is they can't, no one can ignore them, right? And they're, you know, they live off jealousy and grievance. I have ignored J-Lo. I am, I never think about J-Lo. J-Lo is not in my face. So I'm just shocked that she's still this big. 
So I don't know, you know, maybe that's a lot of her appeal is, you know, she's Puerto Rican is that, you know, when she first came up, she was like, oh, she's the big Latino star and all that. So maybe, you know, in, in, if I had, if I hung out with a lot more Latino people, I would be more aware of her. I don't know. Maybe that's it. But, you know, Beyonce reps for black feminism. Everyone says every time she releases something and I can't ignore her and I'm not hanging out excessively with black feminists. So I don't know. Like, I just find it kind of fascinating that she's this big, but like, she's easy to ignore, you know? Anyway, that's sort of how I feel about her. Uh, so I watched this movie. I read a little about it. It's not good. Um, the music's fine. It's serviceable pop music. Um, the choreography and dancing, I think, are on point. I think there's a lot of real high energy dancing. That, that's, her, seems... that's her core competency. Let's not forget that. Yeah, and it's fine. I mean, it's a little hyperactive and ridiculous. And there's a scene where she goes to Love Addicts Anonymous and she's singing this heartfelt ballad and people are dancing like they're on fucking cocaine. So it seems a little incongruous. But you can't deny the talent of these people. You certainly can't deny the effort. The production design is kind of random and confusing, but it's, you know, no low effort whatsoever. It is impressive production design. But I don't think there's anything really distinctive about this project at all. Um, I say the music's serviceable. I think J-Lo's voice is nothing, absolutely nothing. Has no character, no distinction. This could be anyone, anyone's voice. I mean, I was thinking about Madonna the other week because I did an event about Madonna and I've never liked Madonna and I've never liked how auto-tuned her voice is, but there's character to it, some at least. Maybe it's not real, but <laughs> they've injected character into it. J-Lo's voice has nothing, as far as I can tell. It might as well be an AI program coming up with that. Um, you know, the plot of the movie is kind of incoherent. It's impressionistic movies. You can imagine a council of zodiacal people played by this. One of them is played by this Indian guru. We're supposed to know who he got, is. He's worked with a lot of celebrities, whatever. Uh, she had to pay him $20,000 to be in it. Uh, you got Jane Fonda, Kim Petras, uh, Kiki Palmer, uh, Trevor Noah. Uh, it's just real, like, why? Why these people? It's 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 a very bizarre, and of course, Fat Joe is a therapist. He's not a good actor. Paul Lind was uh, there. Takeshi69 was there. I know. Barry Al Molinaro Barry, Barry was Goldwater there. was there. Barry Goldwater, uh, you know, uh, Henry Clay. Stephen Eady. Everyone's there. Um, anyway, um, she's trying to be honest. And, you know, the conceit is she's honest and open and talking about her life. And I guess she's she's mocking herself. A little. She Affleck is her fourth marriage, right? So she's kind of mocking herself a little. But uh, I think the New York Times sums it up, you know, in between their 76 articles this week about how Biden's too old and that's a real problem. <laughs> They have an article about this where the subhead says, this is me now, a love story. A movie built on her latest album is a showcase for the exhausting, never-ending, hazardous work of being Jennifer Lopez. And that's a pretty cheeky, sarcastic subhead. They're basically saying she makes a big deal about her life and her heartbreak, and it's not a big deal. She seems to think standard heartbreak is novel. You know, there's a scene of her burning letters. Oh my God, her ex is getting married. How will she cope? Like... She seems to think this makes her special and different and like a story worthy of, you know, the hummingbird and the rose, which is not. It's very cliche. Um, and stuffing in random celebrities doesn't doesn't help it look not cliche. The one thing that I did think was novel about it was the format's unique. The fact that it's all these basically a bunch of music videos shoved together into an hour thing. I'm like, ooh, this could be the wave of the future. But 
Apparently, that's pretty much exactly what Beyonce did with Lemonade. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. I yes. mean, I didn't watch that, so like, I mean, I guess it's not that novel. Um, but I did find myself going, well, maybe this will be something that every big star feels they have to do. They have to make an hour movie for the new album with videos for all the songs together. Um, and another big problem is it's supposedly a comedy. You know, that little coterie of friends are supposed to be funny, and they're not funny. Uh, there's, I didn't laugh once. There's really the jokes are really they're really flat like she needed she needed to punch up here on the script so yeah i just thought this was this was weak this is weak and not much to it and you know if you like j-lo have a good time but yeah i don't I don't see what's special about this whatsoever i'm gonna agree with you on the reedy thin vocals i've never been a fan of hers and i i don't think that's really a novel complaint because i think that's pretty much if you listen to her sing she's not she, she this the song is being brought down to her Rather than her elevating, she can't really have she doesn't have power. She doesn't have, she doesn't have like a, she can't like croon and and slam like other divas can. Uh, I would say that she has a charisma golf though. I know I'm it's probably disagreeing when you say star power. I'm not really. No, sure. I think she's got some. I just I think that she again. I've been able to ignore her for 25 years. Basically. I think that she's frequently not the. I mean, I can't say that there aren't things about her that I I, I haven't enjoyed because there 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 are in fact I've seen her in many places where I, I thought oh she's great in this because she's she's her. She's good in Out of Sight. Um, yeah, and you know, she's great in Out of Sight. She was, uh, everyone said that she was great as, as Selena in the movie. That was a real a real um, striver's breakout. She was in, oh, she was in a Bob Raffleson movie with uh, Nicholson and Michael Caine called Blood and Wine. That was a really good movie. She was really good I've in it. I've never heard of that. You turn for Oliver Stone. She used, to, she used to put in the work back in the day before she just started coasting uh, around that time of Jenny from the Block. Um you know, I was kind of pleased that these songs just weren't all set to a trap beat. Would, you know, I'm completely fatigued by by trap, and she would have had by all rights. You know, like if you make it this this song, these these songs with a trap beat would have been fully in the in the parlance of today. Um, but actually, if anything, the sound the sounds are really throwbacky to what she used to do 20 years ago. In some ways, I think it's a conscious throwback to a kind of pop song that we don't tend to get these days. I really can only recall the title track, and that's only that's mostly because it was uh, being used as sort of the exultant final act, um, where she is having this communion with her child version, um, and it's the only thing. That no, looks the like, final act is the singing in the rain. Okay, homage. yeah, but I'm saying that I should say the final act, the crescendo of the story is this idea that she's communing with this kid. Um, it's really only the only exultant song on the album, or at least one of the, the most exultant song, which it seems like a happy person is singing it rather than someone who's trying to like really pantomime torment like it's Commedia dell'arte. Um, you know, even though that she, she's even trying to distance herself a little bit from the story by calling it the artist and, and saying, oh, it's just based on me, which it makes me think of Prince calling himself the kid back in 1984. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, Ray. yeah, this isn't me. It's like, Come on, it's you. It's I understand you're only like twenty seven. No, I mean she, but you, she wants it to be you. You said it's a vanity project. Yeah, no, she but want, it, she she wants it to be her. She right. wants you to know this is her. But yeah. here's the here's the thing. It it in some this ways is me now. I mean, come on, look at uh, it, it, it. It just seems like it's only now that she's grappling with some of these demons, or at least she's admitting to grappling with some of these demons, which she she has quite literally been acting out publicly for two decades. I would say namely the love addiction. It's like, it, it's been really hard not to read that as a source of, it's like, a, it's a source of pity for her. As, as if, you know, it, it's even louder than her need to be taken as real and authentic. And like you said, the song she made was I'm Real. She actually puts this song out called I'm Real. Is this idea that she's a serial monogamous to, to, to a litany of like, 
I would say truly unsuitable men. Or I don't know. Maybe I don't want to blame the men. <laughs> there are some bums in there, and then there are some stable relations. I'd say Mark. Mark. You know what? What? You know, I, what the fuck do I know? What I'm talking about. But Mark Anthony. Yeah, I don't know what. I, I've never heard of half the, these guys, and I have no idea what Mark Anthony or or Ben Affleck are. Chris really like, Judd you know? and O. Oh, hi, whatever. The, her first husband she was married to for like 11 I months or something. I know nothing about these men. They could all be freaking saints. Here's the thing. I really, uh, it, it occurs to me, I don't want to come up as patronizing, but I, th I think we kind of figured this out about you by husband number three, Jen. Have you ever heard the story of Alita and Taru? Why is uh, This Is Me Now something people care about and riding the wave of popularity that we all must bow down to. Tagging back to something you said at the top, uh, you know, when you were giving your remarks about her, it's like, I don't think she can boast anything close to the power of the current class of Dive, Divi, D-I-V-A-D. Divim. In, in, in Hebrew, it's Divim. She or is... Devote. Actually, it should be Devote. She, she's the face of... feminine. She was, I think, the face of early 2000s era, like sort of hip-hop fusing Latin pop kind of quasi you know, uh, chimera of things. And I mean, she's really maintained a steady pilot fire of fame by churning through dudes. You know, she made a series of unsatisfying movies, uh, both in the theatrical space and in the streaming space. And then she, again, like I said, this movie mother apparently was the biggest streaming movie on prime, which is no small feat. That's a gigantic service with billions of not, it's not Netflix numbers, but it's a lot of numbers. And, um, you know, the marketplace has sort of been ready for her first album in a decade. You know, there's 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 room now for this promotional package in the irregular jagged market. You could do red and and lemonade and this. Um, you, you not, it wouldn't necessarily have had a home the last time she was trying to pedal music, but now there's room for this. Sort. I mean, you know, Donald Glover was able to do This Is America, or you know, some of these weird. Is it a movie? Is it a video? Is it is it a video movie? Is it a featurette? Who knows what these things are? And it's like, well, now it's got a home. There's room for these things in the market. You know. Um, and the thing is, it's like it 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 sounds like a throwback, and so I wonder if there's a nostalgic component that people might want to dig into the, like let's get loud or or you know whatever those standards that you came up with that were really catchy back in the day. Um, maybe people want to like bite back into that, uh, you know. And, and I don't, I can't really say if her voice is degraded. I think that she more or less sings. The how same. would we know? How would like, we know? How would we know? Right. It's and effectively not her voice. She's been right? auto, she's been face tuned and auto tuned. Yeah. So I. Right, but here's the thing, man. She's got the same dancer's build at the age of fifty four that she did at thirty four, which is but kind of when amazing. you're that rich, you have a full time personal trainer, and, and a full time honestly, personal chef, full time her, esthetician. Her job. Anyone can look like that. Like Jennifer. That like Jennifer money. Aniston. Like Kate Hudson. There is a crop of people who their one job is to maintain a physique to the ex to the exclusion of all other exploits, and they have to maintain a body, and that means that they don't eat. It means that they, you know, they're probably on, on, on low level starvation and they've maintained a, a handshake agreement with the kind See, of- See, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think, think they so. do eat. Just their personal chef makes the perfect food for them. I, when and that's all they eat. When you're 54 years old, that's not, her body mm -hmm. is not what a 54, like there, there's no way that it is a- I'm, it, I'm not saying it's easy. Oh, it's not easy. But they, they eat because they have someone whose full-time job is to make food that will- I know, but serve I serve this body. I don't think Jennifer Lopez has seen sugar in about 18 years. You know, it's like right, well, certain things like that make me think that I would be unhappy if you deprived me of like a fucking use Twinkie. Cassava you know I mean? root or guava or something that substitutes sugar. Yeah. Right? Anyway. Cactus something. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, why is it popular? 
like I said, I mean, I don't like this, but the music, her persona, the dancing, the production design, they all vary between fine and good and somewhat impressive. Um, you know, I don't think anything here really breaks the mold and is special. Um, I mean, again, I think the format is somewhat audacious, so I could see that has some appeal, but, you know, it's not unique because I guess Beyonce did it first, but, you know, maybe she's number two and that's still pretty early. Um, I don't know. I mean, is it habit? You know, we know J-Lo, so we stay with J-Lo, you know. Accounts she's famous because she's famous. a lot, like you say. Right. Or, you know, since we're in such a stressful era, nostalgia's got more power than ever. Um, you know, and again, maybe it's that she's Puerto Rican and maybe she's repping for people who don't get mainstream attention, you know, very much. So that would explain a lot of it, right? You know, maybe every person of Puerto Rican descent in the United States looks up to her. I don't know. I mean, it's got to be someone better than her, but... Michelle Carlin. I don't know, you know. Again, she's not terrible. She's not bad, but that's she. I think this movie is just, you know, there's not much to it, but combined with her fame and the elements that are good just because you dump enough money in anything, it's going to be good. And yeah, she works hard, you know, fine. So she she does sacrifice with her... You know, even though it's easier with the the full time, you know, you know, flotillas of people, she does work hard at it and she does put in the the sweat. So, yeah, there's something to be said for that. But, you know, I don't really know why, because this seems pretty bland and unremarkable to me. So that's when the dream started, you think, with that heartbreak? Yeah. Noah, uh, would I slash you have liked this as a kid? (laughs) God, no, I, I see no reason to. You know, there's nothing here for me at any stage in my life. I mean, that's not true. There's the appreciating the production design and appreciating the effort behind the music. But all the things I ever liked in art, all the things I ever was passionate about in art and in music are not present here. I mean, I guess other than high energy. So, yeah, there's no world in which I am, you know, pushing hard and loving this and following J-Lo on tour and, you know, buying the... uh, the bonus Blu-ray edition of This Is Me Now with director commentary and outtakes and all that. Do you think they'll put, do they never put these things on Blu-ray, do they? they won't. Uh, I mean, physical is not really everyone's primary focus these days. You're lucky to have like Barry Lyndon on a Blu-ray disc. So, so. so Blu-ray is only the movies that like, these days they only release Blu-rays for movies that like movie nerds care about. Right? Uh, generally that's kind of been the case because people aren't buying right. physical. It's 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 it's, a, it's like right. vinyl nerd ship. It's that's the kind of people who are doing. And there's that. there's no music. There's no film nerd who's going to glom onto this. Movie. I mean, you never say never. There maybe could be. Never say never. You might like me better if we slept See, together. You know, I I no I correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like we did have this as a kid. You know, this this is one of the longest lived topics that we've talked about that actually is sort of in our pop culture purview to some degree. Because, I mean, she was breaking through in what, 92, I think? 93? No, later than that. No, no, no. When she was on A Living Color, she was the, one of the... Oh, fl- yeah, but breaking through, she was the, a backup dancer. That's not breaking through. Oh, well, she had... No, she had some... She gave her a few lines on camera. I mean, I didn't know who she was that at that point. That doesn't count. Well, I, when they showed her face... Later, I mean, Rosie, what is it? Rosie Perez was sort of the captain of the of the Fly Girls, I think. She she did the choreographing for them. But Jennifer Lopez was like an identifiable, recognizable figure in a tracksuit. She, she broke through with Selena, which was 97. Yeah, that so was that go. was her real arrival, right. giving her a name. But it's like, we've had Jennifer Lopez for a long time, you know? And the, so it's like, if you're asking me, uh, would I have liked this, you know, as a kid? It's like, it's like, 
you know, I mean, Selena wasn't the kind of thing that really appealed to us as a kid, but her version of pop diva started popping up right, right around, uh, yeah, like whatever, 98, 99 is when she started putting out albums that broke through. So that's, we were 24 years old at that point, you know? First album was on the 6th in yeah. 1999. So she was already doing the, I'm a real Bronx person. But this album on this, again, they try to have it both ways. The album's on the six. I'm real. I'm from the streets. And the cover is just her in her underwear sticking her butt out. Oh, it's just. That's what, that's I what I, when I'm on the six train, that's what I see. It's just people and on a couch that is not on the six train. So it just, I don't know. I just, know, celebrities, I, they, try to, they try to have it both ways. So I think I th the message I've always gotten from her is that she was really trying hard, as you say, to prove her Bronx bona fides. You know, that's. But at the same time, be like, oh, wearing the Swarovski crystal and well, you know, and being that, being the fashion icon. Like, I mean, that, I that the it point just, is, is that what she was really doing. I'm sorry, I don't. Like she it. was becoming a Los Angeles version of a pop diva. I mean, the Bronx thing was was supposed to be this this gossamer skin draped over the whole thing. Look, I I might have looked at this less cynically, um, you know, but uh, uh, looking at the self examination that she's putting in here. The fact that she's you know trying to be illustrative about whatever she was going through and all this, but you know I just I just don't know if um, Jennifer Lopez you know attempting to show the audience her ass figuratively. I know she actually has shown the audience her ass. Yes. What is wrong with wanting to spend your life with someone? Is there any element of this is me now a love story <laughs> that yeah yeah I, I like punctuation punctuation uh, that, that augurs in augurs in that augurs the apocalypse that ushers in the apocalypse is there anything apocalyptic about this project and or its success or perhaps its failure you're saying people don't like it i don't think the album's out i'm not seeing it on the top 200 chart albums so yeah is there anything that we need to be aware of about burning hellfire connected to this album no i mean everything about this if if it had come out you know i mean uh, the other sort of self-hagiographies of um, Red and, and Beyonce, the sort of other defining uh, diva hallmarks of our time, um, you know, they didn't certainly end the world. And if anything, they look like those those works look like they um, were the gateway to the next phase in those artists' career. This this looks on the surface just like it's her attempt to become more, you know, a seasoned musician, musician and an actor. You know, she's trying to be more like I said, demonstrative or illustrative about whatever's going on inside of her head. I don't think she gets all the way there with it. Uh, but I got to give her credit for being a little more honest about what her life looks like in, in, in 2024. At this, a little more honest. A little more honest, too. You know, I, I mean, come, oh, I burn letters from exes. Wow, you, you her, are her gigantic, really revealing Her gigantic steampunk heart no, it requires uh, leaves to run on, plant leaves. You know, the one thing I was like, I was like, didn't she have kids? And so I was Googling Jennifer. Yeah, she's I, got the, twins that are 15. I know. Yeah. And I was like looking at the picture. I'm like, well, I, I don't, you know what? The fact that I don't know who her kids, she's done a good job of insulating her kid, us from her kids. I'm like, that's actually fair play to you, man. If, I mean, there, there's not that there's no pictures of them, but it's like they have not, she has not tried to essentially sell them as part of her like Instagram life of saying, hey, I'm also a performative mother too. Good. Fair play for that. I, I, I can say that maybe, uh, you know, we're lowering our standards for stars because I think, She's not quite up to this level of worship, but that's not fair. I mean, I'm not the target audience. I don't know what she's about. You know, my opinion is she's bland, but I think she's close enough to not bland that I can accept that she's not bland to millions of people. Fine. You know, and hey, uh, if I'm able to ignore her, more power to me, you know, great. <laughs>
then everyone wins. I can ignore her and other people can pay attention to her. Um, you know, she's got something. There's certainly a lot of effort put into this. So no, this is not apocalyptian. You know, maybe it would be cool if every artist feels that they need to release an album with like a video movie. You know, maybe that's, I mean, I'm glad MTV came along, right? So like maybe this is the next stage of the 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 media change in popular music and how it's how it's consumed by people and maybe this that's a good stage right so you know all right there's nothing to get truly upset or worried about here she did it she really did ah, i can't believe it. i'm crying Woo! damn slide is hot so bright <laughs> feels good though no, let's pivot towards jealousy. Uh, why yeah. are you so jealous of uh, Hennifer Lopez? I, you know, I'm a little tiny jealous of her. I mean, I told you I get that feeling from her, which might be misplaced that she looks down upon us. So, you know, I don't like anyone who looks down upon me, you know, being successful. But because, what, what, you know, like, what is I'm that? I, I think that there is something to that, to, to kind of put a pin in that for a second. Why? Yeah. I, because I believe it too. I, and I, that's why I think the whole idea yeah. of someone who's trying to tell you, look how gritty and, and earthy I am. I'm, I'm a real Puerto Rican from uptown. And yet for some reason you think that that's a lie, that there's an antinomical idea being given out, that she actually, well, she's sneering at you. Why is that? I Well, I do think it's, lie is harsh, right? I mean, I think she cares about the Bronx and cares about her heritage. I, I don't know. But I just, the main, the first thing I think when I think J-Lo is, you know, the fashion icon, the, 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 the fragrance, the, just that she's so like red carpet. She seems to be just purely, partly because I find her music and her artistic work so easy to ignore in my mind. And this could be my fault that I have engaged with it. She is purely a creature of, not purely, but mostly a creature of celebrity. Style. Celebrity so, style. Okay. Right. And that's the most phony thing. Like, it's one thing if you're a celebrity because your art is new and unique, right? But she seems to be someone who, I mean, not Kardashian level for sure, but like is famous because she plays that game. Like, you tell me she's a good actor, I can believe you. The only thing I can remember really engaging with her acting work in is out of sight, and that's a thousand years ago. Yeah, but that's, Fine, that's all you need. Yeah, really. All right, fine. I mean, but it just, she just really seems a creature of us magazine that I just, I can't, I don't know. It, it, it also, I feel like Jenny from the block was an era where everyone was trying to do that. Like all these country people are like, no, I'm just a, I'm just a shit kicking girl from Mississippi. Like, you know, every rapper was like, I'm the streets. I'm real. It just, it always strikes me as very desperate as very like and calculated, calculated i mean even beyond celebrities like budweiser used to run ads like we don't care about flash and glamour we are craft you know everyone's trying to be like no man we're no frills we're for real and i just something about that really pisses me off and you know talk to my therapist if you really want to know why but um that joe is your therapist that show is what a coincidence this has turned out to be. I, hey, I need, I need some, I, I could use some left field. Uh, is this, a, some, is this some, a conflict of interest? I wonder. Right. Exactly. By the way, Fat Joe's, Fat Joe's advice to you is to, is to uh, lean back. That's what he wants you to do. Lean back. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess I'm jealous of that. The fact that her judging by this film, her heartache is so like boilerplate makes me go like, yeah, but what about my heartache? What about everyone else's heartache? Like, why is there a fucking movie about you being sad because your relationship fell apart because your ex is getting married? Like, because your ex was mean to you. Like, it happens to everyone, honey. And so, like, 
where's that sympathy for me? Where's that sympathy for you? Where's that sympathy for everyone? I just, I, maybe jealousy isn't the right term, but I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it is jealousy. jealousy. I wish I wish people cared that much about, then again, I wouldn't want to make a movie about my heartache. and if everyone all, your, going, oh, your, poor, all of your art would have to be about that one. Right. Penny. Poor you. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't feel good about that. So, because I'm not, I'm not that, I'm some bit of an egomaniac, but I'm not that kind of egomaniac. So yeah, I don't know. I'm a little jealous of it, but again, she's so easy to ignore. Yeah, so it's funny. I, you forced me to engage with her. It's your fault. I, I really have nothing to add. I'm not. I'm not jealous of her, and I, I don't know in what universe I, I could be jealous, unless somehow I wanted right, to be. If, I wanted people to pay attention to my ass as well and obsess over it for about a seven year span in the early two thousands. You do have an amazing ass, Bill. It's really uh, something to behold. So no, if we if they, we then uh, head into the Felonian scale, the last sequence where we talk about we put in missile codes uh, for launch. Uh, we turn the key, two keys at the same time. On our XYZ axis of things, all things are showy-in. Uh, where does this fall? Uh, yeah, I was looking at topics. I looked, um, we haven't had anything really personal confessional in a while, I think. But I hit upon Taylor Tomlinson, who I really liked. This, and this is the age of Tomlinson, her, yes. I've seen her live, fantastic comedian. But, you know, a lot of what, like, like many, many good comedians, a lot of what she trades on is personal reflection and personal expression and... And I like that she does that. Uh, so then I added someone who is thinks they're funny, but really isn't because I didn't say enough how it bothers me how this is supposedly a comedy and it's just not fun. It's not offensive unfunny. So I added Colleen Ballinger, who's more like, I don't know, this is this is freaking the Marx Brothers compared to Colleen Ballinger. So Taylor Chamison plus Colleen Ballinger divided by Beyonce's renaissance because, you yeah. know, that's a good, one to one. It's a good, it's a good factor. Added. Yes. Right, and then minus 47.1381. And there you have, this is me now. Oh, you know, uh, I just put that all on my calculator, and uh, yeah. I want to turn it upside down. No, it says boobs. It's a little <laughs> no, weird. No, it says butt, if we're talking about Jennifer. It says shell oil. Well, she does have nice boobs as well. How does so. this come down to it? Well, I, uh, my notes here, I, you know, I was really searching. All I, I wrote here is Borg, uh, the, the alcoholic drink. <laughs> Um, I'm not really sure how that pertains to the, but I know. Oh, I thought you said Borg. Yeah, no, Borg, B-O-R-G. Borg, no, I I, I got it. The idea of filling up grain alcohol with like packets of, uh, yeah, maybe it's because the idea of like, this is something that you would drink as a kid and it just sort of like, it hits you better when you're younger. If you're running around and you don't know the world, but then you grow out of this and it's really just a very acrid taste. The more you, and there's also too much of it. There was way too much of Borg. In the sort of gallon container, and I feel like there was way too much J Lo back then, and I, you know, we don't necessarily need more now, but um, you know, that's just where the uh, that's just where the cookie crumbles in this case. So this is this is the this is the equivalent. This is the musical video equivalent of Borg. See, I gotta disagree with you because one of the things we liked about Borg was how all these kids at college are apparently giving funny names to their Borgs, and we we found if if memory serves, in our episode we talked about a lot of genuinely funny, clever names. I mean, not. Again, not you know Mark Twain prize level, well, we all, but actual we, funny. I think we and each, part of my well, the assignment was each of us came up with ten of our own names. That was the point. Yes. Yeah. Okay, which were funnier than anything in this fucking movie. Uh, generally, yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's no. This movie's just not funny. So I get, and it's worse because she's tr- clearly trying to make it a comedy, and apparently much of her success in recent years has been through. Is this movie Mother a, a rom com? No, no, it's like a it's a grim, really? serious movie. I think with a, okay. sort of a quasi uh, apocalyptic bent or something like that. I I did watch. Now I'm recalling. I did watch half an hour of Made in Manhattan. Jeez, that's like 2002. 
Okay, but I remember thinking, like, I don't buy that J-Lo was this, again, like, she just seems so much a creature of, like, the red carpet that, like, I didn't buy it that J-Lo was, she's just a hardworking girl, yeah. you know, like, come yeah. on, no, just, you're J-Lo, you don't do that. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah, I mean, that, that she's played two maids in her career, I think that's too many. It's just as a Latin thing, it's like, I think it's really lowballing actors just expect Latin actors oh, to Oh, to, to, to cast a Latina woman as yeah, a Yeah, look, I guess she, she probably made $20 million, but nonetheless, it's still a thing. Yes. All right, anyway, so. She's uh, just like you and me, she cleans her own. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine the staff of cleaners she must have? Yeah, anyway. All right, and with bye that... Bye-bye, J-Lo. I'll think of you again in 25 years. We have the end of another show, uh, and we are um, taking a break next week. Uh, uh, I will be uh, out of the pocket, so we won't be able to uh, do an episode, but the week after, you can expect us back. Uh, programming note. Find past episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill don't get it, at gmail.com. Give us a review in the aggregators, because that's the only way people find these things. Apparently, someone's falling down on the job because we're not really expanding in terms of listeners. But, you know, this is mostly a thing we do for ourselves. We gotta, don't admit that, Bill. We have to fool people to thinking yeah. that we're part of a movement. We're, it's me. We're a revolution. It's you and uh, it's uh, Amanda Swaby. That's pretty much the trick of uh, it's, it's you know, a My trick. dad listens, too. My dad listens. Aaron Grunfeld listens. Mary Amanda, listens. Amanda tells me all the time Rob in chat she, she talks to your dad about this. And that's, yeah, they, that's have like right. a, they have like a, you know, a Twitter. They have their going. weekly steam room discussion. They have yes. DMs going, yes. I'm uh, on Twitter at William Scurry. I'm also the same on Facebook and Insta and all the things. Uh, YouTube.com slash AM Caesar. You'll see the video stuff I've made. And here, Noah will tell you how you can hire him for private parties and uh, do wallies. That's, that's true. Uh, learn about the big quiz thing at bigquizthing.com. America's number one provider of corporate and private trivia events in person virtual and perhaps even otherwise uh check us out uh take a sample quiz get a custom proposal a custom demo and uh hire us to make all your trivia dreams come true and i personally sometimes am on instagram at the noah tarno so until the next episode when it will be us then whether you ask for it or not we don't get it an american caesar enterprises production 2024 